Greetings from Rwanda, country of thousand hills, thousand problems, and thousand solutions. Uh, from what Paul wrote to Romans, it seems that hope is outcome from sufferings. And no one wants to suffer, but it happens. And I will not advise you to create suffering <laughs> yourself. Back in Africa, there are some preachers who preach that Jesus will protect us, you can take snake, and Jesus will protect you. But sometimes snake can bite you. So don't create suffering by yourself. But in life, it happens. And when it happens, sometimes is the opportunity for God to develop our passions, to develop our character. Back home in Rwanda, we faced genocide against Tutsis and less than 100 days, one million people were killed and the country was destroyed 100%. So, on the same time, it was the occasion of God to develop our character of forgiveness and restoration. The Bible said, passing through sufferings, we have perseverance and victory. And the victory, hope. And through that hope, you will never be disappointed. The world is broken. The world in which we are living, many things have been changing. We are suffering the same way here in the United States, even in Africa, through COVID-19. People are losing their jobs. Business closed. People dying. We are losing some church members from COVID-19. Churches, buildings closed. In my district, I have 56 churches, but right now only three open for worship service. So, no one knows what the future holds. Maybe it will be more worse. But God is on control. He knows the future and He is on work. He has provided three ways 
where we can find hope. One is his word, the Bible. There is, here in the United States, maybe you have more newspapers than back home in Africa. TV show, social media. Through all that, you cannot find hope. The only source of hope is the Bible. You know, sometimes we have to ask, who knows where is my Bible? Because you don't know where your Bible is located, even in your house. But Bible is a very important book in which there is a message of hope. We have to motivate our children, our husband, our wives, our neighbor to set in their calendar the time to read the Bible because that is the, the place where they can find a message of hope. That's why in Psalms 119.74, it says, I have put my hope in your world. That is true. Second way in which we can find hope is in God himself, Jesus Christ. He is our hope. Other people cannot be your hope. Think about this story in Matthew chapter 8, 23 to 26. Disciples was in a boat. Big storm come. They thought they was going to die. And among them was fishermen. They know how to deal with ocean. But they failed. When they was at the end, they thought there is someone who are sleeping on back. And that person was the true hope. When they went, wake up him, he woke up and he stopped the storm. And the hope back in their lives. So, whoever believes in Jesus, he has true hope. Let us be develop our relationship with Jesus because he will always be our hope. Number three is church. And when I talk about church, I'm not talking about building, but I'm talking church in two levels. One is individual church, me and you. We are believers. And as Christian, we are in this world by purpose, by mission of God, to be hope for someone. As a congregation, 
Maybe some people don't know that this congregation is hope for this whole community surrounding this area. There is someone I don't want to talk her name because I'm not allowed in my culture. Mama Melissa yesterday was telling me that this church has outreach ministry. By doing that, you are doing a good job. You take hope from this place and spread in the community. You are doing a good job. You are achieving your mission. So a church has three main activities. One of them is prayer. Prayer is instrument for hope. And it's not tangible, but spiritually. During this COVID-19, everyone was frustrated and no one knows what to do. Yet the government sometimes creates more craziness. There is nothing hope from government. They, all they can do is say, stay home. Don't move. Put mask. And that's that all. So, what church was doing is the mission. Let me talk about Nazarene. Only Nazarene. But... It's more than that. As a big family around the world, we received the message from General Superintendent saying, please pray, pray, pray. And he was praying. We was praying around the world. Every Nazarene was praying. And God was healing our prayers. And God had plan to build more hope for people. Think a little bit about Act 12. Peter was going to die the next day. He was in Niger, on chain, surrounded by armies. What he can think is to die. And just he sleep, waiting to die. But something was happening somewhere. The church was praying, 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 praying until God sent the angel to make Peter free. And the chain was broken. That is the result from prayer. Don't stop praying. Have a time to pray. Because your prayer is doing something very important somewhere. Other thing the church do is to make disciples. To bring the gospel. To teach people. And to baptize. That is our mission daily. 
But also, the church has other mission of compassion. Compassion means to respond on need. Government said, stay home. They don't care if you will eat or not. And in Africa, it's serious. When they say, stay home, you go out, they shoot you. So, everyone has to stay. But as a church, we find a way, or God gave us the wisdom on how we can approach the government. We ask special permission, special pass. We got the pass, we got permission, even the permission to use our church building as food distribution center. They didn't accept. People go to church for worship, but they accept people to go to church find food. What is good? We, we did use that opportunity to preach and to reach more people. And they, to make them know that Jesus is the real hope. So, We did what we can from our local effort. And when people knew that the Church of the Nazarenes are distributing food, even the government sent more people. And they write in national newspaper that there is one church somewhere, go there, find food. And we was able to feed 12,000 families. Many people. So, in this situation, the church was the key for hope. And without knowing, many people in the United States was involved in that because Barry and Nazarene Compassion Ministry send some money and we buy food and we give to people. And thank you so much to be part of big family of Nazarene. So, think a little bit about this church in Macedonia, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This church faced war, persecution, and most of people in that church was poor, but they was able to respond and to give donation to church in Jerusalem. So it's only in the church where people can share the small they have. People who are not in church, they think about themselves. But people in the church, they think about other people. They care about other people, and they bring hope. So if you see this picture, this is our sanctuary. We transform it as food distribution center. And sometimes we use outside of the church or our schools. Every property for church become center of hope. 
Then recently, the volcano erupted. Actually, when he was there, there was red on top of the, the volcano. That was a bad sign. I didn't tell you because <laughs> I don't want you to be intimidated. So, <laughs> the volcano erupted. Thousands and thousands of people evacuated, and many refugees from Congo get to Rwanda. Then the church started to be involved to help refugees, to give them what they need. All medical facilities in the area was closed because they was cracked by earthquakes. Only Nazarene Medical Center was protected by God and no damage, and all patients have to come. Like for whole months, we was very busy day and the night. Even in the army, we'll transfer their people at our clinic. So, church, as a center for hope, we start to think, what can we do to help these people who usually go to Goma, to Congo, to find life, who cannot go there? we start a project to distribute pigs. Because pigs produce fast and they can help them to have some money. So that is the project recently started and it's going well. We want to make it bigger. Then we can reach more families. 53 churches remain closed. Only three was able to respond the requirement of government to have these settings of hand washing for them to be reopened. And some churches need new roofs, but this is the top priority for some churches who can who has buildings. So we are trying our best to respond on that because we have hope, and we know. Even the government can put more requirements, the church can, can be able to, to jump in and to, to, to be reopened. So, we trust in God and, and God who are able. Remember, the word of God said, this hope, with this hope, you will not be disappointed. So, hope... <laughs> You are the hope and enjoy the video. I was feeling that, feeling that breeze, singing like a song through the tall oak trees. It was just another summer night, had to be the last thing on my mind.
said I'm yours The first time I called you Lord Pastor Simone for sharing with us uh, today. Just to, just to recap, he shared with us three sources of hope. One is God's Word. Two is Jesus Himself. He is the ultimate source of hope. And three is us, the church. God calls us to sow not seeds of anger or, or the sky is falling or anything like that, but to sow seeds of hope. And we want to we take advantage of this opportunity today to share some seeds of hope with some brothers and sisters in Christ on the other side of the world. Um, if you, did, you, did you catch what he shared with us? He has, what was it, 56 churches on his district that he kind of oversees. Only three of them are open. Three! Because the government has taken advantage of the COVID situation and said, well, you can't reopen your church building unless this, this, and this happens. And one of those things is they've got to have a hand-washing station. You saw pictures of that. In some cases there, they have to collect the rainwater. I noticed some pictures of that in there as well. So you have to, in order to reopen, you have to have a hand-washing station, and you have to have a roof on your building. And so they shared with me a week or two ago on a Zoom that on average, to put a hand-washing station in each church, it costs about $1,800. And to put a roof on, it costs about $3,000. American dollars. And so I just wonder how many hand washing stations might we, um, might we be able to provide to allow some churches to open? How many roofs might we be able to help put on some church buildings so that they're 
so that our brothers and sisters in Christ can gather in those buildings to worship God and continue to be sources of hope. So if you would like to contribute to this, to this today, we're going to have a, a, um, a love offering. And I want to encourage you, in the, in the seat cushion in front of you or in the seat pocket in front of you, there should be some offering envelopes like this. Um, if you would consider, we're going to worship some more in song here, but I wonder if you would just take some time to pray, God, how, how do you want me to be involved in this? How can I contribute to this? And then just respond according to how you feel God is leading you. And then uh, if you're writing a check, make it out to our church, but put in the memo, special offering. Or if you have cash, you can put it in one of these envelopes and mark it special offering. Drop it in one of the offering boxes on your way out today, or there's one in the lobby. And, um, I, you know, if you can give a little, give a little. If you can give a lot, give a lot. But I want to encourage everybody to consider giving something to sow some heat, some seeds of hope for our brothers and sisters in Christ. So would you stand with us? Father, uh, as we continue to worship you this morning, I just pray that you would, uh, would speak to our hearts, God. Challenge us, convict us, encourage us. But we commit to you right now that we, we approach you in this moment with obedient hearts. We will just be obedient to whatever you, however you lead us today. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.